0: Happy birthday, team. Hi, I'm Philip Blumel. Welcome to the 52nd episode of No Uncertain Terms, the official podcast of the Term Limits Movement for the week of August 12th, 2019. Your sanctuary from partisan politics. Nick Tomblides and I dedicate the one-year anniversary of our weekly show to all of you who follow the headlines, controversies, and breakthroughs of the movement via this podcast each week and are moved to take action. Thank you. But, of course... The episode must also recognize those who inspire us in quite a different way. That's right, the career politicians and their lobbyists, their lackeys, and their lapdogs. Take it away.
1: The politicians are real. The corruption is real. The awards are fake. Welcome to the first Scammies, the only award show to celebrate the rotten and villainous behavior of career politicians. Brought to you by our sponsor, US Term Limits. Now let's throw it over to the red carpet where our own Fanny Packer is standing by to hopefully snag some interviews with politicians before the show. Fanny? Oh, 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 I'm here on the red carpet. Bernie Sanders, Bernie Sanders, Bernie, whose clothes are you wearing? Oh, uh, someone else's, actually. Beautiful, beautiful. Who's that? Oh, oh, it's Don Young. Longest-serving member of the U.S. House, 46 years in office, and running for another term. Don, who are you wearing? Huh? <sighs> My god, Don Young has been in office so long, his first chief of staff was Moses. Back to you guys. Thanks for your service, Fanny. Now I'll be joined by Phil Blumel, and we will roll into our first Scammy Award. Hello, everyone. The first award is Best Performance in Screwing Over the Voters. I think that's pretty Ooh.
0: self-explanatory. <laughs> well, Best Performance in Screwing Over the Voters. Okay, what do we got? This one will not go to a
1: person. This will go to a government body that Mm. has reached unique heights of sleaze, corruption, and underhandedness. Okay. Your nominees are... The Arkansas State Legislature for passing a bill titled, Ethics and Transparency, that actually tricked voters into repealing term limits and giving legislators a 150% pay hike. Ah, bait and switch. The County Commission of Pinellas, Florida, for refusing to put term limits in their county charter, even after 73% of voters approved it. Unbelievable. The Metro Council of Nashville, Tennessee, for trying a fifth time to repeal their term limits and failing once again. Five times. And finally, the City Council of Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, for merely existing and being filled to the brim with corrupt miscreants. (laughs) Phil... Yes, Nick. Any analysis? Who who do you think is the favorite to take this one home? Best performance in screwing over the voters.
0: I tell you what, there's been a lot of politicians across America and a lot of government bodies that have worked very, very hard to win this award. Um, I think you've nailed down some of the uh, best or worst performers, depending on how you want to look at it. And, um, hmm, there's certainly a case for all of these. I've got to tell you that uh, the idea that voters in Nashville, with A overwhelming uh, percentage of the vote passed turn limits with an initiative, and to have politicians almost every other cycle come out and try to overturn them, spend the money, to spend the time, to basically refight the same battles at their own expense, you got to admit, Nick, that is pretty egregious.
1: It is, it is, um, but I happen to feel that the Arkansas legislature is the favorite on this one because they have really... Really set a record for shamelessness, in my opinion, with this uh, effort to change term limits in Arkansas from six years to 16 years in one seat. The way they did it was just unbelievably duplicitous. See, the people of Arkansas have always loved term limits. In 1992, they passed it with about 70% of the vote. In 2004, when the politicians tried to double the limits, the people rejected that. Uh, With about 70% of the vote again. So what happened a few years ago was the politicians in Arkansas went into the smoke-filled rooms and they said, how can we trick the voters? If we tell voters we're repealing term limits, it's never going to fly. So we need a scheme of the worst proportions to make this happen. They cooked up something called the Arkansas Ethics, Transparency, and Financial Reform amendment. It was a 20 Sounds good. it was a 22 page monstrosity constitutional amendment festooned with goodies and not until yeah. like page 15 do you learn that what this bill really does is Essentially repeal term limits and give legislators the ability to increase their own pay. So the voters didn't know what was happening. They had no clue. They weren't aware of the fact that this had anything to do with term limits. They said, ethics, transparency, reform, that sounds great. Let's vote for it. It passed with 54% of the vote. They got to repeal term limits. They got the pay hike. And since that passed, there have been seven Arkansas state legislators responsible for the amendment who have been convicted of bribery or fraud, uh, including the mastermind of the amendment. A senator named John Woods is doing 18 years in prison for money laundering and masterminding kickback schemes.
0: So I think that has to be up there. uh, That's going to be hard to beat. That's going to be a hard one to beat. But then again... Let's look at Pinellas County, Florida. Back in 1996, 73% of Pinellas voters voted for an eight-year tournaments law. It was to go into effect in January 1st, 1997. But the Pinellas County government never inserted the language into the charter because they felt that it was unconstitutional, even though no court had said so. Now, there was a court in another county that had made some uh, tangential ruling that they leaned on to do this, but they said, ah, it's unconstitutional, we're not putting it in. So, eight years later, it did not go into effect. Well, a few years later, the Supreme Court of Florida finally ruled in on this, weighed in on this, and said that, yes, county commission tournaments in this state are constitutional and they always have been. So, some of the counties that had not been um, enforcing their tournaments started enforcing their tournaments, except for one. Pinellas County, Florida. And their argument? It was never put in the charter. Ha! But they never put it in the charter because they said it was unconstitutional. When it was ruled that it was constitutional, they said, well, it's not in the charter. Try to beat that, Nick.
1: I, I don't know if I can. And um, <laughs> with, with, that, with that, I'm going to open the envelope right now. The envelope, please. I can't wait. And the scammy for best performance in screwing over the voters goes to... Pinellas County, Florida. Oh, Pinellas County, Florida. Wow. Step right up, claim your scammy, and get pelted with tomatoes.
0: <laughs> I'm going to have to say it right here and right now. Pinellas County, Florida is the most corrupt county in the U.S. of A.
1: Absolutely. And you know what's so great about this? They're, well, not really great, uh, but it's, it's actually terrible. There are still several <laughs> county commissions Still several county commissioners from Pinellas who are serving on that board in defiance of the voters' will. They were elected after term limits were passed. They've served way more than the eight years that voters approved. So what we're going to do is we're going to take this scammy, uh, we're going to stick it in a brown paper bag with some dog dew, light it on fire, and leave it on their stoop. (laughs) Excellent plan. Hi, this is Scott Tillman, the National Field Director with U.S. Term Limits. In Mississippi, they have odd-year elections, and the primary election was this past week. 28 candidates who have signed pledges to support congressional term limits will be moving forward. 12 go into runoffs, 16 go into the general election. One other candidate is in a race that was too close to call and is having a recount. This week, we had 25 incumbents sign the pledge at NCSL, the National Conference of State Legislatures. If you have access to a candidate, please ask them to sign our pledge. Pledges are available at termlimits.com. Our next scammy is the best of the worst. This is the scammy for best actor. Best actor? It's a little bit tongue-in-cheek. It goes to the politician with the worst excuse for breaking his or her term limits pledge. Mm -hmm. So what we're looking for is the best of the worst. We're looking for the biggest liar when it comes to cynical politicians who promise voters one thing and then do another once they get into office.
0: How did we narrow down the field to just a couple for this award? Well, there were so many. There were literally thousands
1: of dishonest politicians who had, you know, taken and broken term limits pledges that I had to actually cast lots to find four. Uh, <laughs> okay. so, so here we are. I think these four probably are the most egregious, but arguments can be made. Congressman Mark Wayne Mullen of Oklahoma for his role in God told me to break my term limits pledge. That's a good one. State Senator Gary Stubblefield of Arkansas, Mm. who claims someone else snuck in and pushed the button to vote against term limits. Wow. Maine Senator Susan Collins for promising Mm. in 1996 to serve two terms and is now running for a fifth term, claiming that her seniority in Washington is very important. Susan Collins would have been out 10 years ago if she had followed through with her term limits pledge. And finally, Arizona State Representative Diego Rodriguez, bringing this into the current day, for pledging to support term limits on Congress, but voting against it on the House floor. Worst of all, Rodriguez gave no excuse for his actions. How
0: are you handicapping this one? This is a tough one, and um, I mean, all these people are so low. You know, how, how much lower can you get than the floor? You know, so, um, hmm. You know, God told him to do it. That might require a little explanation. That
1: is, I, apparently, according to Mark Wayne Mullen, God is fond of dishonest behavior. I, that's not what I was taught going to Sunday school. but
0: I recall that the way that this came about was that he had put a lot of thought and prayer into this. Him and his wife got together, and they actually did a little video in which they they opened their hearts to us, and they said, you know, we really thought about this, and we decided to break the pledge after consulting with each other and God, and this is what decision we came to. So, I mean, beat that, please. Well, let's find out right now. I'm gonna open the envelope. Oh, okay.
1: okay. And the scammy for best actor goes to Mark Wayne Mullen. Mark Wayne Mullen. The man with two first names and the man with two broken term limits pledges. He didn't just break the pledge He made claiming he would step down after three terms. He also broke the pledge he made to sponsor the U.S. Term Limits Amendment. So I think at the moment you do that, at the moment you become twice as dishonest as everybody else, uh, that really sealed your fate. How could we give it to anyone else? Good choice. Now we're going to play a clip of Mark Wayne Mullen saying that his constituents don't pay his salary and he's a great public servant. Please. Thank you. (laughs)
0: two things. One, you said you pay for me to do this. Bull crap, I pay for myself. I pay enough taxes before I ever got there and continue to through my company
1: to pay my own salary. This is a service. No one here pays me to go. I do it as an honor, as a service. That salary. Guys, don't I'm just pay. saying, I'm just saying, don't, don't, this is a service for me, not a career, and I thank God this isn't how no, I make a living. Please. And now the award nobody has been waiting for we're bringing in a special guest to present this one fresh off his cofefe world tour the president of the united states donald trump thank you Lee, for this honor you look at what's happening the economy is doing huge No obstruction, no collusion. I am tremendously great, believe me. Many, many people are saying I belong on Mount Rushmore. Many are saying it. I'm not saying it personally, but others have said this about me. So it is my honor to be here for... Wait, what is this against?
0: Uh, The Scammy Awards, Mr. President. The what? The Scammy Awards. Oh, jeez. Okay, I've never heard of that before, frankly, but
1: I will tell you this. I have a great relationship with the Scammies and with U.S. term limits. We're going to put career politicians on the other side of the wall and leave them there. I don't have any time for this, so I'm just going to present whatever this award is to myself because there's nobody better than me at anything. Good night.
0: Thank you, Mr. President.
1: He took the award and went home, but we're gonna power through this anyway. All right. (laughs) Phil, um, I'll do the honors. Please. The nominees for most corrupt politician are twenty-four-year Congresswoman Corrine Brown, now a federal inmate, who went to prison Mm -hmm. for stealing from a fake charity she started in the name of giving scholarships to underprivileged youth. She went on shopping sprees, rented luxury NFL skyboxes, went to Beyonce concerts, and from time to time would just get direct ATM cash. Second nominee, 34-year Senator Mitch McConnell, Majority Leader, for shutting down efforts to force members of Congress to pay their own sexual harassment suits instead of sticking taxpayers with the bill. Ten-year Congressman Duncan Hunter, for stealing and spending a quarter of a million bucks in campaign funds to finance a lavish lifestyle and five extramarital affairs. And finally, 29-year Congresswoman Maxine Waters, using her office to enrich her family through sophisticated kickback schemes. This might be wow. the toughest one yet. It sure is. Well, wow, where do we even begin with these guys? Maxine Waters is an interesting one. That's not one I've heard about before. But oh. apparently Maxine Waters has been using her power, using her clout to siphon money out of her campaign and into the pockets of her family members. What's up with that,
0: Phil? Well, I tell you what, she's been accused of a very long list of these type of uh, violations going all the way back to like 2006. In fact, she's been given awards from a Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington crew, which is sort of a, a lefty um honest government outfit. Basically what she does is, is she looks for any way that she can to funnel money to her family. Uh, for instance, she has her daughter, Karen, that runs an outfit that does mailings for Waters. Um, The L.A. Times reported, in a different case, that uh, Waters' relatives pocket more than a million dollars over the course of eight years from businesses and political campaigns that were in some way connected to the Congresswoman. And, in fact, she was charged in 2010 with violations of the House ethic rules after it was reported that she had used her connections to ensure a $12 million federal bailout of one United Bank, which had contributed heavily to her campaign in which her husband owned stock. Wow. Um, so, I mean, this is the kind of uh, behavior that we've seen from her over the years. She's apparently gotten very good at it.
1: Yeah, and she didn't even get a slap on the wrist for that, right?
0: No. Um, she blamed on her son and, and of course, a member of the family, and uh, he took the reprimand. That's right. And by the way, it was just a reprimand. So she's gotten really good at this. Good enough, I think, that she might deserve a scammy.
1: Yeah, I think that says a lot about not just um, how much corruption there is in Congress, but the culture of these guys covering for one another giving each Mm -hmm. other political cover instead of exposing the bad actors. You know, I'd be a lot more okay with dealing with some small instances of corruption if I knew that there would be some accountability, some consequence, some penalty for it. But that just doesn't exist in Washington, D.C. That brings me to Mitch McConnell. A lot of people don't think about Mitch McConnell in terms of corruption, but what was uncovered in the last couple years was really shocking, that Congress had been keeping a secret slush fund of taxpayer money, a hush fund, to make sure that when members of Congress got in trouble for sexual harassment, that they would not have to pay those settlements, pay those claims out of their own pocket, that they could instead stick taxpayers with the bill. I talked to Ron DeSantis about this. He's a former congressman. He's now the governor of Florida. He filed the bill to bring these settlements to light and to hold these people accountable. It didn't see the light of day in Congress. And DeSantis told me that when he was elected, they didn't even tell him that this fund existed. The leadership were keeping it secret uh, because they knew if if the public ever found out about it, it would be a massive scandal. And in fact, it is. And Mitch Mitch McConnell. The public
0: did find out about it. Yeah. I think it was um, as a result of uh, Representative John Conyers, Michigan Democrat, who utilized the fund and it came to light again. And the media went crazy about it for, I guess, a week or so. Uh, It seemed to have gone away, and I guess it's still there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, And I think Mitch McConnell's hands are not clean, because when this happened, every single female senator signed a letter to Mitch McConnell, basically saying, Mitch, we're not going to tolerate this anymore. This is unacceptable. From now on, if members of Congress have committed sexual harassment, they need to pay that settlement out of their own pockets. They can't stick Mm -hmm. the taxpayers with it. They signed a letter and they said, we demand action on this immediately. And Mitch McConnell ignored it. Never saw the light of day. And I think the fact that he condones such a broken system, the fact that he condones the system covers up for this kind of misbehavior. It really makes a a very strong case for him winning this award. Mm -hmm. Duncan Hunter is another contender. You know, we've covered him on this broadcast extensively. Uh, Instead of using his campaign money to, you know... Campaign he just went on a spending binge (laughs) He and his Mm -hmm. wife were living way above their means $14,000 vacation to Italy $1,300 on video games $600 for the pet rabbit to fly across the country in first class Uh, Mm -hmm. He was spending money. He didn't have faster than he could raise it Um,
0: And And it wasn't
1: just him and his wife no, what we didn't find out until recently is that he was using the money to carry on five extramarital affairs um and he was also trying to start a sixth affair with a staffer who's now accusing him of of groping. So Duncan Hunter is mm. is a, a dirtbag. All of this was known about him when he ran for re-election in 2018. So you'd think, wow, you know, he despite the power of incumbency, this guy's going to get thrown out, right? Uh-uh. He won re-election by an overwhelming margin because the power of incumbency is so strong. Is that no, matter, no matter how wow. big of a dirtbag you are, without term limits, you, you can still get re-elected.
0: Right. Well, at least we're not going to lose that valuable experience that he's uh, amassed while he's been in the Congress. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now it's time to, to give out this scammy, which it might be the most prestigious of all. In fact, I think this should be called the prestigious orange jumpsuit scammy. Wow, it's the, it's the list of, it's, it's not the winner of the scammy in this envelope, it's the list of what? congressmen who committed sexual harassment.
0: Oh, wow.
1: No, no I, I'm just kidding. Mitch McConnell hasn't released that yet. And that's why oh. Mitch
0: McConnell <laughs> is the winner of the scammy ah. for most corrupt politician. Congratulations, Mitch. Wow, congratulations. He's really reached the pinnacle of power. He's the uh, Senate Majority Leader and now a recipient of the top scammy award, the Orange Jumpsuit Award. He's got nowhere to go from here, but he's still running for reelection
1: in 2020, mm-hmm. so we will see how that goes. It's unfortunate that you don't leave Washington but for uh, retirement, indictment, or death, because there are no term limits on mm-hmm. Congress.
0: Not yet. Well, I hope you enjoyed that as much as we did. Next week, we'll return to the serious business of fixing Congress. By the way, do you follow your state's Facebook page? Next time you're on Facebook, type in the name of your state and the words Turn Limits in the search bar, and the page will come up. Please like the page. Or go to turnlimits.com forward slash Facebook states, and just click on your state on the map. While you're on the page, be sure to share it with your Facebook network. Thanks for sticking with us through our first year of the podcast. We'll be back next week. The revolution isn't being televised. Fortunately, you have the No Uncertain Terms podcast, U.S. Turbulence.
1: Now, Phil, this is a somber moment at the Scammies. Let us pay tribute now to those who have left us. Honesty. Decency. Truth. Wisdom. Intelligence. Fidget spinners. Thank you.